today here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Alan Bernstein, president of and owner of BB Riverboats. Thanks for joining us today, Alan. You're welcome, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, before we get started with the show, I'd like to tell everyone what uh, what's coming up on tomorrow's show. We have uh, uh, Ryan Mitten uh, from Ultimate Jet Charters, Ultimate Air out of Lunkin. So he's the second show in our transportation series. Next week, we're going to have Scott Davis from Tanklore and then Chip Shriver from Shriver Security Systems. Alan, why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit of back, about your background? How did you wind up in the riverboat business? Well, it's a um, it's a long story, so I'll make it uh, as condensed as I can. Yeah, we only have about but, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it takes an hour for me to introduce myself, so we, we might have a little bit of trouble with that. But in 1962, we got in the food business. Uh, my father and my family started in downtown Cincinnati in the in the food business, mm-hmm. restaurants, and that's when restaurants weren't popular. Uh, they were sort of a novelty back then. Mm-hmm. We uh, started to grow that business as a small entrepreneurial family. Mm-hmm. And as we grew, there was an opportunity to buy the Mike Fink restaurant, which was struggling back in the uh, early 70s. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it was going to move. They They had actually sold the boat to a group in New Orleans, Louisiana, where they were going to float the Mike Fink down the river and open a restaurant in New Orleans. Really? And, and the Convention and Visitors Bureau thought that that was not a great idea to lose that asset and contacted my father, and the rest is history. We bought that boat, mm-hmm. and it stayed in Covington there. And uh, as the business started to grow, the Mike Fink's restaurant business started to grow, there were calls at the restaurant saying, what time does the boat leave? What time does it come back? What kind of menu do you serve while you're out on the river? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the boat never moved. So yeah, it was kind of tied up to the dock, it wasn't was it? Tie- it was tied to the dock. And my father and I kept saying, there must be some market in this city for a boat that goes up and down the river. Mm-hmm. And it, as informal of a marketing research project that was, that's how we got started, and we uh, bought our first boat in 1979 mm-hmm. and started cruising on the Ohio River here in Cincinnati, and uh, the rest is uh, history uh, for, for BB Riverboats. 
Sure. How many boats do you have on the river now, Alan? We have three right now. We've had many more back in our early days. We had smaller boats, mm. and so we had multiple boats. Now we really have grown to two large boats and one small boat. We have the Mark Twain, which is a 150-passenger stern wheeler, mm-hmm. uh, and that has been around the river system it was in Huntington, West Virginia, operating, and it is now going. Uh, just recently, we made a deal with Little Rock, Arkansas, that is that that little boat is going to. But our two boats remaining are the River Queen, which is a 500-passenger excursion boat, mm. and the Bella Cincinnati, which is a thousand passengers uh, stern wheeler. Wow, those are big. Yeah, those are big people. boats. Those are two big boats. Yes, they are. Good and. For our listeners who might not remember, what happened to the Mike Fink? Well, the Mike Fink needed reno- needed renovation, mm-hmm. and it also needed a new hull, a new uh, boat foundation. Mm. And, uh, you know, buildings are built on footers and foundations. Uh, vessels are also built on foundations, but they float. Mm-hmm. And over the years, uh, metal rusts and deteriorates uh, quicker than concrete or other conventional footers. So uh, every 40 or 50 years or so, you have to rehaul the boat. And the Mike Fink needed that uh, four years ago now. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to believe that it's four years ago. But we took it from Cincinnati to Huntington, West Virginia, where there was a dry dock big enough to lift the boat up, and they built a brand-new hull underneath it and floated it into the new hull, welded it together, and then we brought it back. Hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, some of the economic terms uh, prevented us from reopening it right away, but uh, we are now currently trying to get it reopened. Uh, It's just been a struggle from uh, an economy standpoint as well as getting the capital put together to do that, but we are still hopeful to do that. Yeah, we've heard from a lot of local banks that they are that they're lending money. Well, they, they just, that's a recent revelation. That wasn't the way it has been, but uh, I'm happy to hear that as a small entrepreneur. We're not a we're not a Procter Gamble. We're not a Great American Insurance Company. We're a little tiny family-run entrepreneurial business that needs banks and capital to operate. We're uh, I guess unfortunate for us, we don't have the uh, the, the disposable uh, capital to just do things the way we would like to do them. Yeah, well, I definitely talked to Adrian O'Brien over at the First Financial Bank. He was on the show, seemed to be really positive about banking. Well, we are very positive with the outlook mm-hmm. uh, of just the what I would call business atmosphere, really from last year to this year, I think there's a dramatic better feeling. Yeah, I, I, and I feel that way. I feel that way. I started the show uh, March 27th of 2012, I think was the first episode. And from that very first ep- episode, as I'm talking to other CEOs like you, all I'm hearing is things are getting better, I'm hiring more people, um, I'm selling more in my business. So I've been hearing this on a consistent basis. In fact, I was talking to another CEO yesterday who was telling me he can't find enough uh, qualified heating and air conditioning technicians. So 
I think we are seeing growth in our marketplace. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think, you know, the hospitality industry, which is really what we're in, mm-hmm. the tourism, tourism hospitality, is has been greatly affected. It goes all the way back to 9-11. If mm-hmm. you go back all the way there, after that event, tourism and people's plans to travel and to go different places really changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. And... So we like to measure things prior to 9-11-2001 because things were really on upticks. Things were really going well. And, in fact, the reason we bought the Bell of Cincinnati back in 1999 was that we saw this this trend that Mm -hmm. uh, business people love to see that there's growth. Mm -hmm. And we, we we were staring that right in the face. And we, as a family, took the the risk and took the initiative to buy this large boat, which really was a great investment for us. Although when you have downturns in business, it's not always, when you can look back and see hindsight, it's not always that great decision. But uh, no, that I, wasn't a new boat, was it? It was not a new boat. And uh, however, it was very sparsely used. Mm. And it was an excellent uh, boat condition, I will say. Uh, the aesthetic part of the boat was not very pretty. In fact, when I showed my management staff, when I came back after I had found this boat, and I said, this is the boat we're going to buy, everybody, there was silence in the room, absolute silence. And I think they were all saying, we think the boss has gone crazy. But if you could get past the aesthetic view of the boat and knew the ins and outs, uh, boats are a lot more than just the facade. Uh, boats are engines and well construction, good good construction. Uh, a lot of features that, that you look at at a boat that are not just the, the, the aesthetics. Aesthetics are cleaning, scraping, and painting. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's the easiest thing to 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 uh to rectify but the boat was well put together it had a great uh engineering uh package and it was well suited for what we were going to do good good uh just to get back to the mike fink where is that restaurant sitting it, today it's in covington mm-hmm. and uh we are trying to work with covington to get it reopened you're going to put uh, it back at the same location it's, it's there it, it is sitting there right now mm-hmm. and uh it's got a brand new hull on it another uh 50 years uh maybe plus mm-hmm. uh, of the foundation and that was the first thing that needed to happen to put any investment into the the restaurant itself it had to have a new foundation Mm-hmm. It always served great food, and I love the seafood on that boat. It was a great restaurant, and my father and mother, uh, my mother is still alive, uh, just turned 90, but my father uh, knew that it was going to be a big hit. Uh, so I, always, I often wondered, how did he know? And uh, he, he was a great person. Uh, I, I miss him every day, and uh, our our relationship as father son wasn't so great at the beginning, but it mm-hmm. was tremendous at the end. It was just tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many years has he gone? My dad died in ni- uh, January 1992. Uh, just after we bought this new boat, mm-hmm. uh, 
I'm sorry, just before we bought the new boat, I, he would have been very proud uh, of this new boat that we that we have, um, the Bell Cincinnati. Very proud. So, uh, Mike Fink, if you get it open again, when you get it open again, it's going to be in Covington on the Kentucky side. We think so. Uh, that's certainly our plan. And then uh, we we don't have a current. We're negotiating for a. A, a, a new lease that, that would take it to its its extended life. So yes, but that's um, we we expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your B and B river boats, the uh, tour excursion boats, dinner cruises. We're up in Newport, just just above the Mike Fink. Right, and you're right at Newport on the levee. Right at Newport on the levee, and if you if you know the geography, the Licking River separates Covington from Newport. But it's just, uh, it's a small river. Come, uh, the Mike Fink sits right below that river, and we are just above it, mm-hmm. right right above the uh, mouth of the river. You still have that Halloween boat? We do. We do. The USS Nightmare. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's a one-of-a-kind uh, boat, uh, an attraction that uh, continues to uh, amaze uh, everybody. Uh, it's a... It's a boat that everybody nationally knows, really, uh, because it was such a unique turn of events for the boat. Most, most boats. Uh, Why don't you share with our listeners what the turn of events was? Well, this was an old working steamboat dredge that the Army Corps of Engineers had built, uh, and the, of course, the Army doesn't build anything um, that isn't. Uh, what I would say, large and well put together. So mm-hmm. uh, it was it was built for a, a, a heavy service uh, of dredging the the riverbed, mm-hmm. and it worked up on the Missouri River. It was built specifically for the Missouri River, which is a very dynamic river, and it um, it got laid up because of uh, different uh, new dredges and. Steam sort of fell a little bit out of favor because of the cost to operate a steamboat. Uh, so they laid it up, and a, a person bought it to make it a museum because it was in pristine condition. Mm-hmm. The museum was going to operate there in St. Louis, Missouri, or I'm sorry, Kansas City, Missouri, on the Missouri River. And in 1993, if you remember, 1993. There was a major flood on the Mississippi River. Hmm. The Illinois, the Missouri, and the Mississippi River all came together. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that? There's tremendous pictures. A lot of damage. Of of the damage and what it looked like when it all became one river. Mm -hmm. Some of the aerial photos are astounding. That, That dredge broke away from its moorings and hit five bridges. Mm. And was heavily damaged, heavily damaged. And the idea of the museum went out the window. And they were going to haul it to a scrapyard to have it scrapped. And we were in the haunted boat business by then. And we said, no, that's going to make a great haunted boat. Mm -hmm. And it's an attraction for six weeks. It's open for six weeks only. Mm -hmm. And it is a unique haunted Attraction. So it's still watertight. Still, oh, oh it's in great. It, the hull is in great condition. Great condition. Even if it hit five bridges, wow. It hit, it, it, and it survived it. It, it. The fact that it survived is 
quite a miracle. Good. Alan, we're going to take a uh, short commercial break, and we're going to listen to a conversation Tom Manning and I had about our new sales and marketing program. Mike, I'm so excited because we're finally going to give the medium-sized company, companies between $1 million and $20 million in revenue, the marketing and sales strategy that they've been looking for and needing for years. We're going to help them do it in just three days. Day one is going to be talking about sales and marketing strategy. Day two is tactics. Day three are action plans, helping you figure out how to get it done. And at a bargain price, too. I don't know about you, Mike, but I normally charge $5,000 for a marketing plan. How much do you charge for a good sales plan? It's not unusual to see figures like ten dollars or $15,000. Exactly. Well, because this is invitation-only, private, hands-on workshop that we are doing for business owners and presidents and CEOs, that we are actually limiting the participation to just 25 companies, and they're going to bring their existing marketing and sales materials with them. Then we're going to show them how to improve their marketing and sales strategies, tactics, and action plans over the three days. And it's only going to cost less than $2,000. And that's including breakfast, lunch, and our personal consulting and coaching. I think it's a pretty good bargain, don't you? Excellent. Well, and to make it even easier for business owners to make it, we actually have spread the sessions out over three different months. So last Wednesday, April, May, and June. Tom, how do they find out about it? Go to marketleaders.us. Marketleaders.us is that simple. It's that simple. Go there, and we explain all the different sessions and break it down for you. And that's where you can go to register, sign up. First one starts April 24th. Wednesday, next one is Wednesday, May 29th. And the last one is Wednesday, June 26th. After all three days, you're going to have an outline for your whole marketing and sales strategy for 2013. Tom, what should they do if they can't make one of those dates? No problem. If you can't make one of the dates, just call me directly and we'll make some special arrangements. You can reach me at 614-622-1047. Thanks, Tom. This is Mike Roth and Alan Bernstein. Alan, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how you go to market as a uh, tourist attraction here in Cincinnati? That's a great question. And... uh, the fact that we are a unique item, a unique product, really what we try to market is a boat experience, not a restaurant or dining experience, not a tourist experience. What we try to get our customers to realize is that they're going to see things that they cannot experience at a restaurant or on the top of the crew tower, for example, or other things that you might uh, guess is a tourist uh, product. The, the uniqueness that we have is that we move along the river and there are some very interesting things along the river to point out that enhance an experience. So the, 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 first, the first thing that we've got to get our customer to understand is that they are going on a boat ride and they're going to move along a very dynamic and very busy riverway. So, uh, yes, we do have great food. Yes, we have uh, uh, snacks and drinks and things for people to do in the typical tourist kind of a uh, scenario. But the, the most important thing that we feel is the history of the Ohio River, mm-hmm. the 
the things that are going on along the river that are happening uh, that are all positive, good things. I mean, the development along the Cincinnati Riverfront from the east side up by the 275 Highway Bridge all the way down to the lower end of the 275 uh, Lawrenceburg Bridge is nothing short of phenomenal. It, it the, What is going on, the, the building of uh, condominiums, homes, apartments, businesses. Most people that go on a boat ride do not understand the dynamic of the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic is, the, the the real dynamics is the commerce that goes up and down this river. Uh, both, when I say commerce, it's not just commercial. There, There is boat sales, uh, pleasure boats. There's uh, people that kayak up and down the Ohio River. There are uh, obviously tow boats that haul huge amounts of cargo. Mm-hmm. There are excursion boats, uh, many that are not ours. There are other companies out there. Uh, and just the commercial development of the Cincinnati Harbor is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the people in Cincinnati don't realize that our quality of life all the things that you can think of that help us live well in Cincinnati is all a product of our Ohio River. And I'll give you just a couple of really no-brainer examples. Go ahead. Electric. If you don't have electric, you can't run your computers, can't watch TV. Mm -hmm. All of the electric on the Ohio River is run by coal. The power plants are fired by coal. Mm-hmm. And 99% of that coal comes by the Ohio River. Comes from West Virginia? West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Western Kentucky, Illinois, Missouri. So you've got coal going <clears throat> up and down the river. Mm-hmm. And many people are fascinated by the fact that coal passes each other. Some coal going up the river, some coal going down the river, and they go, why is that? And the reason is that there are different kinds of coal for different kinds of power plants. So power is a absolute factor or byproduct of the Ohio River and the fact that we can get coal from up and down the river to our power plants. Without that, now they're talking about natural gas, they're talking about all kinds of new things, but it, it, for the past 150 years, it's coal, been coal. Yeah. Well. And as all of our petroleum our gasoline, our diesel fuel, our kerosene, our Jet A fuel that is delivered to the major airports along the river, Pittsburgh, Huntington, Cincinnati, Louisville, Paducah, Evansville, all comes by river. Comes by river, that is. All by river. Big barges loaded with all different kinds of, of petroleum products. In addition to that, our roads, many of them are made out of uh, asphalt. Mm-hmm. Asphalt comes by river. Uh, our road salt that salts our roads for the wintertime, mm-hmm. all that road salt comes by river. So you can begin to put together some of the real dynamics of the river system as to how that works. And by far, the cheapest way to, uh, to move those large products are by barge. Yeah, large bulk products. Uh, large bulk products. The trains can't compete with it. The trucks can't compete with it. Uh, the air, nobody 
can compete with the cost per mile of those large products traveling by our river. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing, and it, so that's really in addition to the great food and the good time and the music and the entertainment and all that. Our real marketing hook is that people are going to understand when they leave the dynamics of our Ohio River in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, how long is a typical uh, cruise? Uh, to, uh, we we do cruises typically from an hour and a half to two and a half to three hours, depending on what cruise it is. There are some that are longer. Mm-hmm. We do what we call an all-day adventure. We go up to Augusta, Kentucky, uh, up to visit the uh, Clooney family uh, in Augusta. Uh, mm-hmm. I always tell the passengers when I'm on board on that cruise that uh, George is in town and he's visiting his family and uh and of course, everybody goes up into Augusta looking for George Clooney. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so and, you actually dock in Augusta. Oh yeah, right, right at the city front, right in front of Rosemary Clooney's uh, home. Okay, uh, that's now a museum, uh, and and it's a. I mean, you know, a part of uh, the riverboat boat lure is uh, practical joking and antics, and it, it's a part of that when I say that George is in town when I know George is not in town. But mm-hmm. it gets everybody very excited. It's a a, a great uh, situation where people go, oh, I'm going to go look for George. And the merchants all come down and say, did that captain tell everybody George is in town today? <laughs> and, and they, they, they know I do it all the time. Uh, we also go down to Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, which is right across from Rising Sun, Indiana. Mm-hmm. A great destination. Rabbit Hash, Kentucky is frozen in time from... 1839. Isn't that the place where a dog is the mayor? That's correct. That's correct. And it's a, a, a copulation of four buildings. There's an ironworks, a general store, a uh, art uh, display, and the mayor's home, which is up on the hill. And those are the four buildings that represent downtown Rabbit Hash. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started going to Rabbit Hash in 1983. 1983. Mm-hmm. And uh, we 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 opened up our first cruise. We sold it out in I don't know a day or two. And Rabbit Hash is just a place that is absolutely frozen in time. It, it it's hard to believe. It's now a very uh, popular motorcycle destination. So sometimes on Sunday when we go there, it's loaded with motorcycles. It's a great back roads, if you've never been there by road, it's a great road to travel into uh, Boone County there and to go to Rabbit Ash. It's, it's just a great destination. But that's an all-day trip on, on our excursion boat. So Just the one destination, Rabbit Ash? Yes. We go to Rabbit Ash. That's 45 miles from downtown. Really? So it's 90 miles round trip. And Augusta is just about the same. So it's about 40 to 43 miles from downtown. So the nice thing about Augusta is we have to go through Melville Lock and Dam. So oh. people get to go through a modern-day lock and dam. Okay, so the boat actually has to rise it has up. to rise to get to Augusta, that's correct. Uh, in the summertime, it's about 30 feet, hmm. and people are fascinated. And, of course, that's how barges go up and down the stair step of the Ohio River. Okay, so when you do an all-day cruise, what do you serve? Two meals on the two meals, breakfast and dinner. They usually get uh, get off and get something. Rabbit hash 
normally provides a big uh, vat of, of, of uh, homemade bean soup, which is outstanding. Just mm-hmm. out, that and cornbread is what they. Uh, that, that's basically a lunch uh, that people eat, and it's a great. It, it's just a great atmosphere. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, and how many times during the summer season do you do that we kind of a cruise? We do those trips about two or three times, depending on the schedule. Uh, each year, and they've been very, very popular. Very popular. Mm-hmm. Are you using the bigger thousand passenger boat? Yes, usually. Uh, all, actually, all the time. Uh, our smaller boat doesn't have the speed to make that ninety miles as we have to make it. It's it's sometimes a push. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. What kind of speeds do you, do you get out of the bigger boat then? Uh, about ten miles an hour. We we need that. Uh, I mean, you can do the math, nine, yeah. 90 miles. If you do 10 miles an hour, that's nine hours just in travel time. Right. So on the upriver part, you got to go through a lock and dam, and then we give them a couple of hours in the little town that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's people are just fascinated with both. If you've ever been to Augusta, Kentucky, mm-hmm. it's a, a it, it's also a little town sort of frozen in time. Yeah. And it's very quaint and very quiet and you, you, you sort of hard it's hard to believe that you're 40 miles from downtown cincinnati and here you are in this just pristine little setting yeah I've been and down, the same thing with rabbit hatch yeah I, i've never stopped in rabbit hatch uh, but you we, have to do it you yeah, just you i've driven you, through several times treat yourself to stopping at the general store that's when general stores were general stores you can buy a drug you can buy your aspirin, you can buy food, you can buy groceries, you can buy a hammer, you can buy nails, you can buy gifts. It really is a general store. So they sell, they still sell all that stuff they today. Still sell it all, and their their residents mm-hmm. uh, go there quite a bit. They right. use it quite a bit. Good, good. Well, uh, and Augusta, we I guess uh, it must have been two years ago. The Mercedes Benz Club did a. A dinner uh, rally down uh, there. Did they really? Give us plenty of time to walk around in the town. It, it's a gr- just a great place to walk around. Yeah, they had a couple of good restaurants down yes, there, Yes, they do. Too. Yes, they do. They still do. Good. Alan, we're going to uh, – let me ask you one more question before okay. we go take the next commercial break. Uh, I started by talking about how you go to market. So are, are you a big user of mass media or uh, direct mail, email? We used you... to be a very large user of conventional media, radio, television, newspaper. And as you know, in marketing, that has all changed. Mm-hmm. And marketing has gone to Facebook and Twitter and, and all these new uh, social media. And uh, lucky for me, I have two children that are very interested in our business and are young and like those mediums. Okay. And they have sort of taken over uh, my, my my gut feeling is that you got to be in the newspaper, you got to be on radio, you got to be on TV. And as much as that probably still is true today, the real media blitzes are on social media and we're reaching a lot more people than we ever did on radio, TV, and newspaper. Now, that doesn't say that we're not in them, but uh, much of our marketing has shifted to social media. Yeah, we uh, we have this group that's, going, that, that's meeting called uh, the Tip Club. We did uh, no media except two email blasts, 
and to 10,000 people, and we have almost 100 people uh, coming to the program. So uh, social media does reach the right people. We're going to take a short commercial break here, Alan, and uh, we're going to listen to uh, Jimmy Fox talking about... Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. This month we will meet on Thursday, March 21st. If you'd like to reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab. Then just scroll down the list of events until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 1-800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you on the 21st. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Alan Bernstein from BB Riverboats. Alan, if uh, someone wants to make a cruise reservation or contact your office or, or talk to you, how do they do that? What's the email address, phone number, website? The uh, the website address is uh, bbriverboats.com, and uh, there's uh, email is info at bbriverboats.com, so that's pretty interesting, or they can do a Bernstein at bbriverboats.com. It's, uh, it all gets to the right place. And, uh, our phone number is, uh, Northern Kentucky. It's 859-261-8500. And we do have live people that answer the phone still. Uh, it's sometimes amazing with some of the commercials you see on TV that somebody's saying, I'm really talking to a live person. That's really great. So and you're not talking to India. It, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're talking to our doc down down in Newport. There's a we we have about five or six um, young people that learn what we uh, what we teach them. It's really pretty fascinating that high school and college students uh, find an interest in doing that. It's uh, it really a, it's a pretty nice job for the summer. Mm-hmm. About how many employees do you have in the summer? We grow up to about a hundred uh, hundred and ten employees. Uh, that that uh, as we grow, that obviously grows, which is nice for our economy and nice for the community. Uh, we we do hire a lot of high school and college students, which is very nice. Uh, our season sort of fits that mold. Our Memorial Day to Labor Day mm-hmm. uh, season sort of hits that group uh, very nicely. 
mm-hmm. but we also have full-time people that uh, have worked there many, many years. We we have several employees over the 25-year mark. Uh, many of them have other, you know, part-time jobs, so it's it's not their full-time employee, but they've been there 25 or more years. We have a couple actually over 30 years now, so it's um, it's a, a a unique place to work. I will say that if you don't want a job that can be boring or tedious, this is a job that is for you because there's nothing boring or tedious about this job. Everything changes every day. Almost every hour. I mean, it changes dramatically. It's amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, do you have a uh, long-term strategic planning process in your company? We do. Uh, we try to do a three- to five-year plan. Mm-hmm. It often is a miserable attempt. Mm-hmm. But part of that is the dynamic of that our world is changing and that our our economy is changing, our, our systems are changing. Uh, technology has really uh, thrown wh- what we use as strategic planning um, almost out the door because of the rapid changes that uh, come along with technology, and it's hard to really keep up with them. But strategically, we do have a a two- to three-year solid plan of new cruises, new ideas, uh, change in in the way we uh, service our, our people. We take a lot of comments from our surveys and our people, our customers, who say, we don't like this, or we don't want that, or we want this, or we want that. And we take every one of those comments to heart mm-hmm. uh, and, in fact, incorporate them very much into our uh, yearly or or really two years at a time because our, our product, if you know, is a, is a tourism or a, a entertainment product, we have to do things way out ahead of uh, – so that what we're doing for 2013 is already passe. We're talking 14 and 15 already of ideas, new cruises, new things to to do. We have s- several plans for 16 and 17 already. So uh, strategically, we do like to plan, but a lot of times when you look back at the plan a year or two after you do it, you go, what were we thinking back then? Yeah, so, we have a, a strategic long-term planning that we do with some clients, and we we kind of hit the cap limit at about uh, 24 months because you go you go beyond that, we get really foggy. A, a lot of people talk about a five-year plan, and it's just in today's world, it's hard to do that. Well, I mean, your business has to be very simple to get a five-year plan to work for five years. We look at a two-year plan rolling every year to a new two years. So you're going to add one year every year once you have the two-year plan. And, and, and our, 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 our product is very, very similar to that. It, it really requires uh, current planning and then future planning and uh, all the changes that really uh, make that uh, difficult to do are the suggestions that our customers give us feedback on. So, sure, sure. Let's pretend you got a, a bank to give you the financing you needed to open the Mike Fink tomorrow. 
how long would it take you to open the restaurant? Oh, it'd be a, probably a year or more uh, just, just to get the permits and everything that you have to do. And in the restaurant business today, now, uh, again, BB Riverboats is not a restaurant, so but Mike Fink is definitely a restaurant. Re- the restaurant industry is changing literally every month. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are new restaurants that are coming out with new stuff that are exciting and, and just great things in food. I mean, look at the food chain. My father would be flabbergasted to know that he picked an industry when we did when there was nobody in it, mm-hmm. and now everybody seems to be uh, coming up with new ideas for restaurants. The restaurants are really uh, – some of these new independent restaurants are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the, the chains are starting to go down, you know, uh, 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 15, 20 years ago, Fridays and Applebee's, and they were all on the big upswing. And now the independent uh, operator of restaurants. Even the high-end, Ruth Chris has had trouble. Listen, all of them, uh, the restaurant industry is changing, like I said, literally every month. Uh, People come up with new things, new ideas, new recipes. Uh, The taste of the customer Mm -hmm. has changed. They don't want prime rib and a baked potato anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's passe. It, it's, it's I'm not passe. interested in, in, no. in going for a steak cooked at 500 degrees. And, and, and yet 20 years ago, that was king. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the, the top of the line. So you know, they want homegrown uh, vegetables and they want, you know, locally grown uh, chicken. And they, it, it, the industry is just dynamic in how it is evolving. True, microbrewery beer. Oh, you're gonna have to put a brewery on the new boat. Absolutely. Think. I mean, that's a, it's a great example. Uh, and look at what's happening in um, the the bourbon that's that's going to be uh, distilled here in northern Kentucky. The 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 bourbon trail, which typically is central Kentucky, they're they're, they're going to make bourbon here. They are going to distill a new bourbon here in northern Kentucky. It's going to open, uh, I believe, in 2014. Is that the place they're building next to the yeah. party place? Yes. In yes, it is. Newport. And they are going to, they've Bellevue. applied, and I think they have gotten uh, permission to be a part of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Wow. And if, if you didn't know, 90, 96% of all bourbon in the world is distilled in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, legally, you can distill bourbon any place. Any place. Now, the interesting part, since we're talking about alcoholic beverages, I just found out that there's a, a new player in the marketplace out of Cleveland uh, distilling whiskey. And instead of having seven years aged in the barrel, he's pressure cooking it, in what I'm going to call pressure cookers, uh, and he's turning it out in two or three months. Really? Uh, with supposedly a superior taste. Wow, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, uh, because it's a supply and demand thing. And what he is saying is that the uh, the worldwide demand for distilled spirits is going up because of the development of places like India and China. And the new middle class there want American bourbon or American whiskey. Uh, let's get back on topic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you What do you think people are looking for right now in uh, a riverboat cruise? I think they're looking for uniqueness. The mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 they can go to uh, Mike Fink. 
and look out the window. Mm-hmm. But you can't go to Mike Fink, and in 10 minutes after you got there, the, the, it all changes. Right. And I think that that, uh, and as I said earlier, I think the dynamic of what is going on along the river, and it, it just take it as the 40 to 50 miles of our from the center of our ta- uh, our city, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. What's going on? Uh, in all kinds of development, all kinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any salespeople for your uh, your cruises? We do. We have uh, two full time salespeople who uh, uh, I think do a very nice job. We have two part time folks that are out there, mm-hmm. uh, and we have a, a a fifth person who is sort of our outside representative who does uh, calls and uh, on our behalf uh, seeks uh, uh, clients that are, aren't looking for a boat ride experience, but um, but they sort of get that into their head that that might be a unique way to entertain. Uh-huh. Uh, our salespeople are, are still, even in a in what I call a down economy, still very busy. So uh, our sales people do a great job. Uh, they've been there quite a while, so they have a lot of good experience, and they can help people make decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the opportunities and possibilities that you see in the market today? Well, I see the market expanding greatly. Uh, I also see a trend that is going to come back to entertaining customers as well as employees that we've gotten away from in the last several years because of the economic downturn. We we see companies like Procter & Gamble and Great American and uh, Kroger. So do you have Uh, short lunchtime cruises? Yes, we have an hour-and-a-half cruise uh, and Two our lunch cruise is two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, the nice thing about our cruise is that you can mix business with a nice experience. Uh, we we have some people that like that. Others like a very dedicated uh, go to a ballroom in a in a in a hotel that they can't look out and can't see anything because they want their attention based on on if. One of our decks has that very – so you can be on a boat and, and be focused on what the company really wants to accomplish. Uh, it, it, it's really very not. It's a, a great facility to do uh, really anything that a company really wants to focus on. Good. I think we talked about the kinds of things you, you're doing over the Internet in, in terms of Internet marketing. Uh, are you using search engine optimization? Well, we, that, that's a great question. No, we, we've, uh, we have used a Google Analytics. We have a Google Analytics. Uh, one of our people have been trained and uh, took a, an extensive uh, course so that we know a lot about our customers that we never knew before. Uh, very interesting uh, analytics that uh, and search engine information. So you're having that work done internally. Correct. Correct. And uh we have that we have that through a person that knows uh 
all of those ins and outs, and we're doing that now. I think that we could use some expert help in uh, making sure that our uh, we're the first uh, option that comes up when you look for river boats or unique uh, entertainment, whatever those are. I think that uh, you can always use uh, more help and professional help in that regard. Uh, our internal people do a great job in teaching us what we need to know. Mm-hmm. Our, our our age demographic, where the where the um, where the people that are buying our product are coming from, and and all that stuff. But it's uh, it's massive amounts of. I mean, we're we're trying to put on an entertainment product uh, that that are that that is unique, that is uh, interesting, that is top quality. When you come for a lunch or dinner, we want you to leave thinking, boy, that was just great food that I didn't expect to get. Good. Good. Alan, we're going to take a uh, another short commercial okay. break here, and then we'll be back in about two minutes. All right. Imagine you just left your prospect's office, and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real. He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Alan Bernstein, BB Riverboats. Alan, we have a theory of operation here that complex problems that complex problems uh, won't be solved by simple solutions because simple solutions are invariably uh, inadequate to solve those problems. So you want to have a, a solution to a complex problem. You have to have a complex solution. Perhaps you could share with uh, our listeners and other CEOs who are listening um, a complex problem that you were faced with and the equally complex solution that you came up with to solve it. Well, the best example I think I can give you of that is uh, in this past economic downturn. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is probably one of the most difficult problems we faced. Uh, the, 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 the whole problem was how do we overcome something that we really uh, don't have a lot of control over and what could we do to entice people in a down economy to continue to visit an entertainment product that is a is a choice they they don't have to come to us we we equate it much to the airlines that if you're going from here to Los Angeles you have to get on an airline basically to do that if you're a business person you would never think of driving across the country and driving back uh as a business person so you have to well bb riverboats is not one of those things so we are a product of choice you 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 choose to want to come to us. You choose us for a particular reason. As the economy started down, people started cutting back, and we understood that. But there's a couple of things that you don't tend to cut back on. One of them is your children. Uh, the other is things that entertain you that you want to do uh, that sort of helps you get by the difficult times. Mm -hmm. And so we... We, we embarked on a couple of children's uh, products. Uh, we did a pirate cruise hmm. that is geared for children, uh, you know, young kids. Uh, and what we found is the parents not only came along, mm -hmm. but they would bring their, uh, their parents. So you'd have a grandparent and a, a parent and a child all on something that was really based at just the child and the adults and the the seniors are interacting with the child it was absolutely a uh, phenomenal thing for us so you had a pirate do. cruise we, we added a pirate cruise how many of those we, we do it every friday during memorial day to labor day so we're doing and a they, lot of pirate cruises we do a lot of pirate cruises but we found that we're not just getting pirates we're getting a lot of adults, and we're getting and what's entertaining, or really what's interesting, I should say, it's not entertaining. It is entertaining, but it's interesting that the parents and the grandparents are enjoying it as much or better than the child, because they get pictures. Of, we make the kids uh, they have a they have a, a water balloon fight, and then water gets on the deck. Mm -hmm. Well, we make them take a mop, and they swab the deck. Mm. That they made, you know, the, and so parents and grandparents love pictures of their kids dressed as little pirates. We put them in a little hat, and it, it's um, it, it's just an interesting dynamic. They play games, they do uh, different uh, 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 arts and crafts, and they have a treasure hunt, which takes them usually up to the top deck where there's a treasure chest, and they're uh, if, if they figure out the map, they they all get up to the treasure chest. They get a, a, a little free gift out of the treasure chest. And it's just a, a great thing. Our our crew uh, dresses up as uh, as the head pirate, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a absolute hour and a half of fun and entertainment. And oh. it was solving one of our big problems of, you know, down ridership or down uh, usage of our lunch. And, and it has just really... Um, uh, grown to something that's now uh, well, every day, uh, every week, 
and we've added a princess cruise this year where kids are going to come into dress as princesses. It, it's really a pretty interesting. So on the pirate cruise, do the adults come dressed as pirates? Some do. Some do. Uh, uh, some, uh, most of them don't. But they certainly enjoy when we dress their kids up with the little hat, and they, we have a little uh, Nerf sword that they get. And uh, obviously, we don't want anybody hurt. We make them walk a little fake plank uh, that, that they have to walk on. They do a couple of uh, games, and it, it, it's uh, we keep the kids busy from the very start to the very end. And the parents can either enjoy that or go out on the deck and enjoy. Uh, the uh, the day out on the deck. Well, that's a that's a great idea. Uh, really, it really uh, it w- was phenomenal. I I wish that I could tell you that I came up with that idea. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think that those kinds of things are are solving some of our. That's a unique uh, niche. Absolutely, a- absolutely. Have you ever done a uh, a dogs cruise? We we have done a dogs cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been now my father. Uh, was a a huge dog lover. He mm-hmm. uh, he he and his dog uh, were best friends. When they say man's best friend, this dog was my father's best friend, and my father was that dog's best friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father always traveled under the premise: if my dog is not welcome, I'm not welcome. <laughs> and many of the, as you know, when you go to New York and Chicago and the big cities. Many of the big fancy hotels are dog friendly. So, well, so a lot of them today. aren't. A lot of them aren't today. But a lot, today, well, today they're uh, almost all uh, hotels are pretty dog friendly. But um, my father only went to hotels that were dog friendly, even when it wasn't popular. Mm. Even when it wasn't. So yes, we we have done dog cruises. Uh, I don't think we've done any other. Well, we. I, I will. Wait, I'll back up. We've done zoo cruises over the years with the Cincinnati Zoo, where they brought on all kinds of animals for different school groups. And uh, we had a very popular zoo cruise in Cincinnati many years ago that we called a zoo cruise. Are you going to be doing and, it again? Well, we would like to. I, I, uh, I'll mention it to, uh, to Thane. And Thane came many, many, many times mm-hmm. uh, on our boat. And uh, talked about the animals, and they would bring a variety, different, uh, some of them very unique, uh, some of them common. Uh, but it, it really was a very popular cruise, very popular. Mm, I can understand why. I can understand why. Let me ask you another question. Okay. You know, you've been leading your company now for how many years, Alan? <laughs> uh, we well, I started the company back in 1979, and my father. Uh, sort of entrusted me with that even even back then when I was so you've been, much younger. You've been running the company uh, for uh, over 40 years. Uh, over 40 years, yes. Good. Yes. So I'm going to ask you to share a couple of leadership tips with other leaders of other organizations. Well, I, I think uh, one of the one of the uh, tips that I use in our my, in our organization is that nobody works harder than I do. Nobody. Mm -hmm. I put in the most hours. Uh, I'm the most uh, uh, dedicated to what we want to do in our company. How many hours a week are you putting in? um, Well, uh, many times over 75, 80 hours. But 
part of that is because it's required. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, when you're in a seasonal business, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to work a lot in the season and a lot less in the off season. Oh, sure. And so, uh, unfortunately, I'm working a lot in the on season and off season. But uh, m- many times, I'm a licensed captain, so I am many times in the evening and during the day on board a boat as the captain. Uh, You're not actually the guy piloting. I am the guy actually piloting the boat. I have uh, three uh, merchant mariner documents. Mm -hmm. Uh, I operate uh, a a 1,600-ton. That's our largest boat, uh, a master's license to operate that, as well as 100 tons. And I have a towing endorsement, a, a towing license for towing barges up and down the river. So I have three unique and different documents that allow me to do those things and of course over the years that uh, that's just experience so mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but yes I, I not only do I put in a full day of uh, administrative work and leadership and and making sure that our front door is clean and our parking lot is clean and and all the things that you can think of I'm also the food tester as you can see I'm a large guy I know your customer your listeners can't see that I'm a large guy but uh, I'm also the quality control agent in our in our business, but mm-hmm. uh, no, I I can put in uh, many many hours, and I have to say that my daughter and my son have followed right along. Uh, I get very little resistance of the amount of hours that a family owned business takes to operate these days. Uh, sometimes I wish we were more of like a corporate structure, and then. Every time that I see corporate structure, I go, boy, am I happy I'm in a family dynamic and a family-run business. But um, hours of work and leadership is really being there. It's knowing what is wrong that needs to be fixed. Or in this, in many cases, it's operating a boat that needs to be operated. And, uh, and uh, my daughter and my son have really elevated themselves and the father's sort of fading away, as most family businesses uh, tend to do. And it's a real honor to work with my daughter and my son uh, in a great dynamic business. I'm glad to hear they're they're in the business with you. How many other uh, ship's captains do you have? We we employ eight total. Uh, Now, and that's partly because of the schedule. Uh, In the summertime, uh, well, spring and fall mainly, but we have a, uh, a extensive business for dance cruises uh, in in the evening after dinner, and so sometimes our boats operate uh, 15, 18, 20 hours a day, mm-hmm. which is good. Which yeah. is good. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you have uh, in your schedule planned maintenance? Yes, yes. Uh, maintenance is a huge part of what we do and what we need to do. Um, you know, engines, uh, diesel engines, just like your car, need routine and regular uh, maintenance schedules. We have a chief engineer that uh, looks after all that. We have a port captain that looks after all that. Uh, not only do we have boats, we have trucks that have to be maintained and, and all kinds of things that need. Uh, we, 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 I can see some confusion, but yeah, uh, we I, have I, a I'm catering sure. company that uses uh, trucks to transport food from point A to point B. So, okay. uh, but, but yes, we have, uh, uh, we, we have maintenance trucks and we have catering trucks. And 
so, so we're a we're a full service uh, uh, transportation uh, boat and road transportation system. Good, and I, and I assume that you see the future as as bright. We do. Uh, I think that um, that the food the, the the food side of our business, uh, although food has become overly um, um, what I call busy with new ideas and all of that. Uh, I think that the the food and beverage part of our business is is going to grow dramatically as long as we can keep up with the changes mm-hmm, and keep mm-hmm. moving forward. I, I don't see any reason that the, the future isn't very bright. Great, Alan. Thanks for uh, joining us here on the show Thank today. Thank you. And uh, as a gift for being a, a guest on the show today, I'm going to be giving you a copy of the Sandler Success Principles Eleven. Uh, corollaries to the 49 Sandler rules and uh, thanks again for well thank you for having me being here and I'm going to ask Scott to take it away thanks for listening if you have questions or comments contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400